Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 873, and we'll look at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Let's read our passage. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed in matters pertaining to God for the people to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He's able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray, since he is also clothed with weakness. Because of this, he must make an offering for his own sins as well as for the people. No one takes this honor on himself. Instead, a person is called by God, just as Aaron was. This is the book of Hebrews. It's a letter or a written sermon to Jewish Christians. There's starting to be persecution amongst Christians in the Roman Empire, and these Jewish Christians are tempted to fall back into Judaism to escape the persecution of the Christians. And the writer is saying that would be falling away from that which is best, because Christ is superior to angels. Christ is superior to Moses. And the first generation of Israelites out of Egypt were offered the opportunity to enter God's rest promised land because of the message of Moses. They ignored that message. They were faithless. So don't miss our opportunity to enter God's rest, which is a relationship with God and eternity in heaven through what Christ did. Don't miss it. Instead, persevere. And that means clinging to God's word. And then he presented Christ as the great high priest. Now we get into chapter five. He's going to talk about earthly high priest, and then shift gears and move on to Christ as the high priest. So pick it up, chapter 5, verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed in matters pertaining to God for the people to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. So here he's talking about the earthly high priest, the Aaronic high priest, and that's because the priests were the descendants of Aaron. Aaron and Moses were of the tribe of Levi, and God appointed Aaron, Moses' brother, as the first high priest, and said all of Aaron's descendants would be priests. So even though there is the tribe of Levi, it's only those of the family of Aaron, the descendants of Aaron, are the priests. Everyone else in the tribe of Levi are Levites. Now the Levites had the duties to maintain the temple, maintain the tabernacle prior to the temple. Only the priests were the ones that offered the sacrifices. And then amongst the priests, there was one who was the high priest. And the high priest was taken from among men and said, appointed in matters pertaining to God for the people. Now, we addressed earlier the difference between prophet and priest. A prophet takes a message from God to the people. So a prophet is God's representative to the people. Priest, on the other hand, is trying to bring the people to God. The priest is the representative of people to God, and so is offering sacrifices for the atonement of sin, which is what separates people from God. And the high priest is appointed in matters pertaining to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. 
Now, is there a difference between gifts and sacrifices? There's disagreement here. Some say yes, that uh, gifts would be the all-encompassing term, sacrifices, specifically the blood sacrifices. Some say it's the grain versus the blood sacrifices. Others say it's just two words together to mean the things the priests do. I, I go along with that. It's, uh, don't try to delineate what's the difference between a gift and a sacrifice. When he just says the gifts and sacrifices for sin, he's talking about the things the priests do. And what they do is they go as intermediaries between people and God to offer the sacrifices to atone for the sins of the people, to repair the relationship with God, which is broken from sin. Verse 2, he is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and going astray, since he is also clothed with weakness. So it says he's able to deal gently. Now the word gets translated deal gently. The Greek word, it's the only place in the entire Bible you have this word. And so most translations translate as something close to deal gently, but it's kind of a middle ground between apathy, not caring at all, and anger. So it's this middle ground. Deal with people, but deal with them gently, but still deal with them. So it's not be a, a milk toast, but it's also not be in absolute anger over things. So it's just deal well with people, deal gently with those. And it describes them, they're ignorant and going astray. I'm not talking about high-handed sin here of thumbing your nose at God. It's talking about people who are bumbling through life, as we all are, and sinning along the way. And the high priest is able to deal gently with people because the high priest himself is a person bumbling through life with his own weaknesses. Verse 3, because of this, he must make an offering for his own sins as well as for the people. So once a year on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the high priest would offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. This is the day that he would go into that inner sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, behind the curtain where the Ark of the Covenant is, sprinkle the blood of the sacrifice there at the mercy seat for the atonement of sins of the people. But in order to do that, he also had to make an extra sacrifice beforehand for his own sins. Because the high priest, even though he is the intermediary between the people and God, he is still a person a sinful fallen person, and so he must make a sacrifice for his own sins. The Bible in Leviticus talks about the process of this, of how the high priest would make these sacrifices. But in the Talmud, in the Mishnah Yoma, Yoma referring to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is given the actual script to follow as he takes the bowl for his own sacrifice. He comes, stands next to his bull a second time, places his two hands upon it, and confesses. And this is what he would say. Please, God, I have sinned, I have done wrong, and I have rebelled before you. I and my family and the children of Aaron, your sacred people, please, God, grant atonement, please, for the sins, the wrongs, and the rebellions that I have sinned, done wrong, and rebelled before you. 
I and my family and the children of Aaron, your sacred people, as is written in the Torah of Moses, your servant. For in this day atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you of all your sins. You shall be clean before the Lord. And they, the priests and the people of the temple courtyard, respond after him upon hearing the name of God. Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. That's a script that the high priest would recite as he slaughters the bull for his own atonement of sin. How many times do they talk about, I have sinned, I have done wrong, I have rebelled, I and my brother priests and all the descendants of Aaron, we are sinners. And so it's a real big deal there, this sacrifice that the high priest must make for his own sins before he can offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. And that's what he's talking about here in verse 3. Because of this, he must make an offering for his own sins as well as for the people, because he is a sinner. And because of that, he should be able to deal gently with people who are sinners, because he's one too. Verse 4. No one takes this honor on himself. Instead, a person is called by God, just as Aaron was. Aaron didn't run for the office of high priest. He wasn't elected to the office of high priest. God appointed him as the high priest. God told Moses, your brother is the high priest. His descendants will be the priests. Now, we don't give a lot of detail there in the Old Testament how the high priest was chosen. It was understood that it was an act of God that called him to be the high priest. So here we have two of the qualifications to be high priest. One is this ability to identify with the people, to deal gently with the people. The other is to be appointed by God. Now this is specifically dealing with the earthly priesthood, the priesthood and the descendants of Aaron. And so he's laying this out beforehand, talking about the earthly high priest. Now he's going to shift gears next time. We're going to see then how he applies these same two qualities to Jesus as the great high priest, this ability to identify with people, deal gently with them, and be appointed by God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews 1-1.